Sheila Ndikumana on SAFM. It is 39 after 4 a.m. If you've just joined us, a blessed and beautiful morning to you and yours. This is Sound Awake with myself, Sheila Ndikumana, standing in for Asanda Better. It's about that time we get into the wellness corner. And this morning we're chatting the importance of proper ergonomics. Now, in our wellness corner this morning, we discuss the importance of proper ergonomics and how it contributes to employee wellness. Who is responsible for ensuring uh, ergonomics at a company and what are the kinds of dynamics to consider and what people uh, would be doing in actual fact when working from home. Uh, joining us is the likes of Professor Andrew Thratcher, who is an industrial psychologist and certified ergonomics at Wits University and chairperson of the organization or rather industrial psychology. Good morning to you, Prof. Uh, good morning. How are you doing? I am fantastic this morning. How are you? Uh, doing, doing well. Lovely. So I'd like to kick start off the conversation uh, with just bringing forth a clear definition of ergonomics. I know that it focuses on efficiency and comfort in terms of the working environment, but I'd, I'd love for you to give us a broader and more thicker explanation to this. Sure. Um, so ergonomics um, encompasses two different outcomes, uh, effectiveness and well-being. Uh, and we achieve that through looking at a holistic view of the human being in the work context. So that means looking at both the, well, three things, the psychological, the anatomical, and the physiological aspects, and how they all interact to either produce or to produce the joint outcomes of effectiveness in the work and uh, well-being at work. And what scales are used to quantify whether we're being effective or efficient at work? Um, so, uh, again, looking at looking at the definition. So, um, if we're looking at things like effectiveness, uh, we would be making sure we were doing that in a way that was uh, the work was being done either efficiently, in other words, with the least amount of uh, effort or strain on the on the human being, and also with the outcomes that that the organisation was trying to achieve. So, for example, doing things. Uh, quickly or doing things with the, with the greatest amount of output. And from the well-being side, we're, uh, we're also interested in making sure that that's, that's being done in a way that doesn't actually harm the individual, individual psychologically, physiologically or anatomically. Um, in terms of application and really ensuring that there is a level of ergonomic uh, systems running in place within a company, who's responsible for that? Um, so it, it it could vary. Um, there is a um, a director from the Department of Employment and Labour that every single organisation needs to have an ergonomics plan. Uh, that can be developed by a number of different people in the organisation, usually by the HR department um, or by health and safety department. Uh, if it's a large organisation, or by people with the requisite skills. Uh, inside the organization who are able to do that. And if that's not possible, then that can be outsourced to um, to someone with the skills outside of the, um, outside of the organization. At the moment, the, uh, the Department of Employment and Labor um, sort of director doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say who that person should be. Mm. Uh, but obviously... It's, uh, if it's an ergonomics plan, it makes sense that it is someone who has some ergonomics experience. Um, 
The, in South Africa, we actually have a certification process that identifies two different types of ergonomists, a certified professional ergonomist, mm. which is the highest level, and a certified ergonomics associate. Um, and there are a list of, of, uh, of our, on the Ergonomics Society of South Africa's website of uh, the people who are certified in, in, in those different areas. What I have seen in the workspace is uh, the introduction of coaches, so to speak. How do coaches within the workspace wor- uh, work alongside ergonomists to ensure that there is uh, fully functional dispositions for both uh, those employed and the employer? Uh, well, that's an interesting question because there isn't actually at the moment a direct link between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so a coach is, is more in terms of, uh, of a, for an individual helping the individual reach their full potential. Um, and it's uh, it's largely focused on the social and psychological aspects of being able to deal in that environment, whereas ergonomics would look at a much wider, much wider scope. So it would look not only at those social and psychological aspects, but also looking at the person's work environment, the physical work environment, the psychological work environment, um, as well as the, the technology and facilities with which they need to interact. I think my next question is around the design of an ergonomics plan. What are some of the factors to consider uh, when putting a plan together? Okay, so at the moment it's called an ergonomics risk assessment, uh, and the, the ergonomics risk assessment um, is largely focused on the physical aspect of, of a work environment. So it involves a... Uh, either a checklist or a walkthrough of an environment, a work environment, to identify the various different risk factors which may be be at play in a particular environment. So those include things uh, all the way from uh, repetitive tasks, particularly repetitive physical tasks, uh, all the way through to hazards in the environment which might cause a person uh, uh, harm or damage damage their well-being. Mm. I think I then want to find out who's considered when creating this plan, when we are looking at the risk assessment. Is this only for permanent staff? Is this for freelancers, contractors? How are we factoring all kinds of uh, staff members within yeah, a company? Um, it, it, it's, it is intended to be for every, for every person in the workplace. Um, so everyone from the CEO all the way down to workers and including visitors into the environment. Um, so many organizations will have visitors or customers that come and visit the environment and, and uh, that work environment. And, and, a, and an ergonomic plan or an ergonomic risk assessment, rather, should, should take all of those factors into account. Um, obviously, the most important aspects are the people who spend the longest amounts of time in that environment. So it should be focused on the people who, who spend the longest the longest uh, time exposed to the potential risks or hazards within an environment. But it should also take into account those people who are who are occasional visitors to an environment. It's a little bit like if you, if you think about a work site. Mm. Um, uh, the workers who are working on the work site are probably the most important people to take into account. But if you've got a visitor who comes and visits uh, a work site, to, to say that they shouldn't be wearing the same safety gear as a worker is to put them at risk. Um, and so you might apply the similar types of principles to any workplace. Lovely. And I think the next question is more around those who do have businesses and haven't really considered uh, the ergonomics around their particular company. How can they access data, information and 
assistance when it comes to hiring an agronomist, so to speak? Uh, yes, I mean, the, the, the simplest way is to visit the Ergonomic Society of South Africa's website. Um, it's uh, ergonomicssa.com, so that's uh, ergonomics with an S and SA, so two S's in there, dot com. Um, and uh, you can find a whole bunch of information there about ergonomics as well as a list of certified professionals. Um, and um, and other types of material, including um, uh, things like worksheets and what to do in a particular situation. Um, and for even more information, uh, there's also the International Ergonomics Association's website, uh, which, uh, for example, if you've got um, if you've got a, if you're in an international workplace and you're looking for skills across uh, across your international profile. Um, that can give you access to the various different societies uh, around the world in where you're operating. Thank you so much for your time, Prof. I absolutely appreciate the conversation. Thank you very much, Shana. Have a good morning. Likewise, that was Professor Andrew Thatcher, who is an industrial psychologist and certified agronomist at Wits University and the chairperson of the Organizational Industrial of Psychology.